Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, and welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to go over who's holding the bag when there's a problem after a new build. Is it you? Is it the builder? Is it the homeowner? And I'll go over some common issues you may run into and some ways to navigate your way to a good solution or a solution that everyone can live with. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. Usually when the pool's built, the equipment will come with more than a one-year warranty. A lot of times if they're using major manufacturer brand equipment, you'll get a decent three-year warranty on the equipment. So initially, if there's any problems with the equipment, and I've had this happen, of course, at the beginning of the build, let's say that your pump isn't working at the, the pool that was just built, you don't really want to mess with it. It's not your problem at that point because it's under warranty. So anything in that range, you're going to have the manufacturer send out their warranty tech to fix it. For example, if you notice that the pump seal is leaking in, in a brand new pump, which does happen once in a while, you're not going to take off the motor and you're not going to replace the seal. You'll just call Pentair or Hayward or Jandy, whoever put that, whoever the manufacturer of that equipment is, is, and they'll take care of that for you. And this is pretty vitally important because once you do something and touch something, you may void that warranty. A lot of times the heater will be damaged during a startup if it's not done properly. Sometimes someone will try to do maybe a a kind of a hot startup with acid or they'll do something to maybe try to cure the surface. And in in doing that, they'll lower the pH to a point where the heat exchange gets damaged. You know, you'll see some staining in the pool also. And I've seen this happen before. Most of the manufacturers won't warranty the heater if 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 it's damaged by the pool chemistry. So be aware that the warranty extends to a certain point. And then at a certain point, the warranty ends. And you want to make sure that whoever's doing the startup, if it's you, if it's another company, that if that kind of damage happens, the customer is usually out of luck. So the warranty only covers, you know, defects from the manufacturer. It won't cover any kind of extreme chemistry in the pool that's causing a problem. How do you get a hold of the warranty? Usually the builder will register the equipment. If not, you can simply call Penter, Hayward, or Jandy. Let them know the address of the property. Sometimes you can give them the serial number of the product and they'll take care of the registration for you. Sometimes they just hand the customer, you know, the registration cards with all the manuals and no one bothers to register the products, but usually they'll honor the product. They can search for it and find it. So that's usually not an issue. Just make sure somebody fills out the warranty information, either the builder, the homeowner. And in some cases, if you want to do it, I don't recommend you doing it because it's not really your install. It's either the builder or homeowner, but if it does fall on your shoulders to do it and call for that, because a lot of times the homeowner will want to get the builder to call for it. The builder won't call. 
And so it's up to you to call the warranty out there. It's probably in your best interest to get them out there anyway to get it fixed in a timely manner. And sometimes that will fall onto your shoulders to take care of, unfortunately. Let's talk a little bit about surface issues with the pool when it's finished. Now, there's some normal surface modeling of colored plaster, regular plaster. It's discoloration that's just part of the curing of the plaster itself. There's some things that may be suspect. You may see some trawl marks in there. Maybe they weren't working fast enough. You may see some other defects like around the light fixtures, around the jets. These are all kind of defects of plaster. And sometimes they're just normal a normal part of the plaster job itself. How do you distinguish between them? It's really difficult sometimes to distinguish between modeling, a bad startup, some problems. I mean, sometimes it's really easy if maybe they put the garden hose on the bottom without a towel around it and you see marks from the hose, then obviously that's something that the builder did or the startup, whoever started the pool up, didn't do it properly. I've seen people actually fill the pool from the fill line that they put into a new pool and there's a big white streak. If it's a color plaster, there'll be like a white streak all the way down to the bottom and the area where the fill line is. If it's a white plaster, you'll see a discoloration of the plaster all the way down to the deep end or the middle of the pool, wherever the fill line, where the water comes out of the fill line. So I've seen those. I've also seen someone turn the water off when the pool was about two feet from being totally filled. And then the next day when they resumed filling it, there was a, a ring around that pool that was not curable that was the homeowner's fault or the builder's fault for telling the homeowner or not telling the homeowner specifically not to turn the water off during the fill so i would say that falls on the builder not the homeowner because he wasn't informed but if the builder told the homeowner not to turn it off till it's all the way filled and he turned it off then that's on the homeowner but you see how this kind of gets into the gray area when you're when there's a problem with the startup or with the fill of the pool and the same goes when you see when the homeowner sees something on the bottom of the pool that may look like a defect, but it may just be normal modeling of the plaster. And there's sometimes a battle between the builder and the homeowner about the surface and how it looks. And a lot of times the builder will blame the startup person, which could be you if you do the startup. It could be someone else who does the startup for the builder. And they ultimately may try to blame you for not having the chemistry in balance. And so here are a few tips I, I would say that are important if you start the pool up or if you take over the startup shortly after, you want to keep a written chemical log at the job site. If there's an automated system, I would just stick that card in the panel. And if you know there's an intermatic timer, just put it in that box there. You want to log the chlorine level, the pH, the alkalinity, the calcium hardness, and the cyanuric acid reading. Every week you're there at that pool. I know it's lugubrious, but it's something you have to do. You also want to log the salinity level if there's a salt cell at that pool. And this log comes in really handy. When someone tries to tell you, either the builder or the homeowner, that you cause problems with their pool based on the chemistry, and you can pull out this report that you're logging, and this show them that you log the chemicals every week, the chemical readings every week, everything is in normal ranges. So it's definitely not you causing the problem. And truthfully, it takes a lot for the pool to be ruined by chemistry over a period of time, maybe six months or so, Unless you do something dramatic like put in a lot of acid and the pH is at 6.8 or 6.7, 6.5 for weeks at a time, that would definitely cause some problems. Or if the alkalinity is at zero for a month, let's say, that could cause accelerated modeling of the plaster and other problems. So there are some extremes that can happen. 
if you do keep the pH and alkalinity really low in the pool. On the flip side, if you keep the pH really high in the pool and don't try to balance it out, this could be a problem also with scaling and other problems in that regard. So keeping it as balanced as possible, and you probably would want to reference the LSI, the saturation index. If you don't have the Renda app, I suggest putting that on your phone and using that LSI app. It's really handy. It's really accurate. Play around with it before you use it at a pool to kind of get the hang of it and where you want the chemistry readings to be. But if you balance that pool with LSI and the homeowner or builder comes back at you saying that you damaged their pool, you have really concrete evidence that you did not. You're within the range of normal chemistry and there's nothing they can really say to you at that point. You have covered yourself with your chemistry readings basically. Now I mentioned that it takes a long time of the water being out of balance to cause a problem. And this is really true. If you look at back east where they close pools for six months of the year, they basically just drain the water down partially underneath the return lines and the skimmer, plug the lines, take the equipment out off the pads sometimes, or drain out the equipment, cover it, and leave it off for six months. When they open it up, the pool is relatively fine, so there's no problems with the surface. A lot of times, if you tell the customer, you know, I'll show you four or five pools that were built around the time yours was built, let's say it's a year later, and they're coming after you for a problem. Just tell them, I have three pools on my route that were built about the same time as yours. I could talk to the customer if you want to go back there and take a look at them. You know, that's not a problem. I can get the okay from them. And you can see that their pool surface is fine. And you look at all three of them if you want to. And I can pretty much assure you that if this was my fault, the plaster not coming out good, there being problems with the discoloration or other kind of defects. If this was my fault, all the other pools would probably look the same way. Logically, if I'm not doing my job correctly, not balancing the pools, it wouldn't just be your pool with the problem. It would be all the pools on my route. So if you want to see some pools that were built two years ago, that's fine. One year ago, that's fine. You know, I'm open to going back there and meeting you there. The customer will gladly let you back there. And you should have a handful of customers that won't mind you doing this. Just explain to the customer your dilemma, you know, that you have this pool and the builder didn't do a fine finish on it. Customers blaming you and you just want to disprove it by showing them how nice their pool looks. And most people will be like, yeah, bring it back. I'd like to show my pool. They're like, they have pride of ownership of their pool. And it's not usually a problem. Most of the time, by you just offering that, telling the customer that you'll show them some other pools on your route is enough for them. And they're, they're like, okay, this guy's serious. You know, he probably didn't do the damage. So I'm going to turn it back towards the builder. And then herein lies the problem. Most of the time, if the builder has a solid contract, there's something in there, especially for white plaster, which usually isn't warrantied at all. Not in California. Or most builders here don't warranty the white plaster to have a uniform look at all and to be free of defects. But if it's a color plaster pool, and sometimes the builder will have this clause in there. Usually they have this clause, I should say, where discoloration or any normal defects of plaster you know, any modeling, any uh, color variations is something that is not warranted by the builder. And that's why it's really careful when someone gets colored plaster that they don't get like a really light gray plaster. That's usually the worst one to get because you'll see a lot of modeling and, and kind of color variations in there. Pebble Tech is usually pretty bulletproof, but you could have some scale buildup or calcium buildup sometimes in there too. And there could be defects in the Pebble Tech. I've seen some that were cracked before. 
I'm not sure exactly what happened there, but I've seen cracks in Pebble Tech in a new build. Sometimes there'll be rust stains on the Pebble Tech, but that's not the builder's fault. That's just a defect of the Pebble Tech itself. And the Pebble Tech is warranted for defects, I think, up to 10 years. So it'll come out and fix any kind of rust stains in the Pebble Tech immediately. Probably a bad pebble that passed through the metal detector and there's metal in there. So that's something that's warranted for sure. But Pebble Tech is usually a good surface type without really much defects or much problems for you. So keep that in mind when you take over a pool that the pools you're going to have the most problems with are the colored plaster pools, maybe white plaster pools, not so much Pebble Tech. Very rarely are you going to have a problem with a vinyl or a fiberglass pool. Those aren't really man-made kind of surfaces where they have to do a lot of work troweling and moving stuff around to make it look nice. And you're not going to have too many defects in that regard. And here are some important guidelines when you're dealing with a situation like this. You want to try to remain as neutral as possible. So I mentioned showing the customer some pools and I also mentioned turning it back towards the builder. You're turning it back towards the builder by not saying, oh, you know what, this is the builder's issue. He definitely didn't do a good job with the plaster. You simply want to turn it back to the customer and say, you know, I here's my readings from the chemistry and I offer to show you some pools. And I think you probably want to contact the builder at this point to see what he thinks. And that's kind of a neutral way of turning things back. The last thing you want to do is to be in the middle of this dispute between the builder and homeowner which ultimately is what it is and you're involved only because you're servicing the pool basically or you may have done the startup and service the pool and so you want to be really careful that you're not making any accusations towards the builder you're not pointing anything out per se beyond what you can obviously see if the customer asks you do you think this is a problem with the plaster you know do you think he made a mistake you can say well I mean, there's something you have to discuss with the builder. I can see what you're pointing at. I can see that it, it does look discolored or it does look, you know, kind of strange or whatever. But don't go any further and try to explain to them, well, it looks like, you know, when they were trawling the pool, they probably only had three guys working on it when it should have six. And there were, no, you don't want to do any of that because then you may be creating liability for yourself. So be careful that you're not doing anything that could cause liability from the builder if he hears something of that nature. I know it's really hard to stay neutral when a customer is pestering you with questions, when they're accusing you of ruining their pool, but you have to maintain that air of neutrality because ultimately the battle is not between you and the builder. The battle is between the builder and the customer that hired the builder. And if you're at the point where you've already said a little bit too much, you can kind of backtrack a little bit and say something like, well, I really think, you know, that's just my opinion and I'm not an expert in any way. But I would contact the builder and ask him those questions directly. And I, I really don't want to be in the middle of this. And I, I hope you understand that. I'm just giving you my opinion. And, of course, the builder is ultimately the one who's going to make the decision if he's going to warranty this particular thing that you notice in the plaster or something in that range to kind of diffuse it. The last thing you want to do is have an angry call from the builder come your way and having him chew you out. Or if you meet him at the pool, you want to make sure that the relationship is cordial because who knows I mean it's a small world you're going to probably use this builder again or meet this builder again and you don't want to ruin your reputation out there nor do you want to ruin his reputation out there so these are all things to keep in mind when you're dealing with a situation like this when ultimately as the pool service you are in the middle so what do you do at this point when the customer turns it back to the builder and then the builder turns it back towards you again 
Again, you just default to your chemistry records that you're keeping there. You also will offer to show them pools on your route. That's a good way to diffuse that. And ultimately, the builder is pretty protected by their contract. And at the end of the day, the homeowner is kind of holding the bag at this point because they can't blame you. They can't really blame the builder, which, well, they can blame the builder, but they can't get much recourse from the builder. Sometimes the builder will come out there and do a, a zero alkalinity to try to cure some problems. Sometimes they're nice enough to drain the pool down and do a light acid wash if it's really something that can be cured with an acid wash. But they'll try to do something once in a while to diffuse the customer. Most of the time, they'll just ignore them and just you know write them off as a loss at that point and not worry about it. Because truthfully, if you were to go to court and you try to sue the builder or if they tried to sue you, the judge is looking at something that's very subjective. They may show him a picture of the pool. It looks nice and blue to him. There's no way for him to know, you know, defects of plaster. Really, it, it looks fine to most people. And it's the homeowner that's out there looking at it when the sun's going down, when it's cloudy, looking at every detail of the pool maybe diving in there at night with the LED lights on and look at the plaster with goggles. All these things that have, people have done. And if you do go as far as court, there really isn't much to do. It probably rarely gets to the court case itself or gets into a courtroom. The insurance of anyone will settle if it gets that far to a lawsuit. Again, most underwriters will fight it. They're going to fight the fact that it's a defect from the build. And of course, if you have SPPA insurance, SPA, um, they'll definitely fight for you to protect you and protect all the people inside that association that are insured from a claim. So the homeowner ultimately has to be very careful, pick their contractor wisely, and realize that if something does go wrong, and this is with any kind of project in your house, really, from remodeling a bathroom to a kitchen, there's really not a lot of recourse you know, besides a lawsuit, which is time-consuming, costly, it may not produce any good results at the end. If you're threatened by someone, they, they're going to tell you they're going to sue you because you damaged your pool surface. I wouldn't lose too much sleep over it. And I definitely would have a general liability policy in, in place. You know, the SPPA.com is a good place to go. It's really affordable. It'll protect you from any claims or anyone claiming that you damaged their pool. But document everything at the startup. If you do the startup, document everything every week while you're there for the first three or four months. And if there is a problem, you know, it's going to be one of those back and forth things between you, the builder, and the homeowner. And ultimately, there's not a lot of recourse. So just remember that you're covered by liability insurance for any kind of, you know, mistakes you make may make with chemistry, if that's the case, which is pretty rare. And the builder is covered, of course, by his contract, which is usually pretty bulletproof against the homeowner. So the homeowner ultimately has nothing to do except except how the pool looks. And a lot of times they're just looking at the pool a little too carefully. I mean, no one sits out in front of their driveway and looks at their driveway and picks out every defect of it. And I think sometimes homeowners get a little bit crazy going you know, overboard looking at their pool and thinking that it's going to be a total uniform look. It's going to look just like a fiberglass pool, basically. It's not going to look that way. There's always going to be some defects. My pool that I have here has lots of defects in it. I can see a lot of them if I were to go in there with goggles. And it's one of those things where you just have to kind of accept things as they are and not really be so nitpicky. There are really glaring issues, of course, and those need to be addressed. 
But the small things, I think most people overblow it. The reality is you're not going to get a perfect full finish in any shape or form. And you have to live with some form of a defect in the overall pool finish. If you're looking for other podcasts that I've recorded, you can go to my website, swingingprolearning.com. On the banner, click on the podcast icon. And then a drop-down menu of other podcasts I recorded will appear there. And if you're interested in the coaching program, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.